When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Warren Feeney joined us, uh, former uh, Northern Ireland striker. He's working in Bulgaria now. Been very he's doing successful. rather well. Yeah, he's been great. He joined us and told us about uh, his championship win. Wayne Mardle. Uh, Hawaii 501 former darts player now commentator and pundit has got an excellent new book out he was good wasn't he yeah he was great fun Everyone, I think really high quality it I'm was. not saying the show is normally high quality but today was special it was mm. and a brilliant story that you love from Jonathan Wilson the journalist and author esteemed football journalist and author but in this case he was talking about uh, bird strikes wasn't he uh, he had quite the incident with a crow yeah we talked a bit of football and here it all is <laughs> Good afternoon, Max. Yeah, already excitement for the birthday spread. Sir Isaac Newton says it's nil-nil, lads. Get into him. Uh, prepared 87 says, I live for this. I would question your life choices. Yeah. Uh, grumpy Neil, a slip up and you're right back into this. Natalie Sawyer's been in touch. No one ever feels comfortable with 17-2. It's true. And Barca Jim says, I hate to tell you this, but the only betting I could find on it is on the gains is what round will Max make an absolute howler and hand pull the game just had a wee fiver on round eight eight to even money who will it be what will be this every week there's one person there's one name (laughs) that who's Photograph appears on the group that catches either one of us out, isn't it? Yeah. Normally, it's, it's Dwayne always, Eddy is the one that immediately. Dwayne Eddy did for you. Dwayne Eddy did for me. It's always yeah. Sir Arnold Kumquat, the architect. Would that be it? your book? Dwayne Eddy did for me. My <laughs> years on the birthday my, spread. My, 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 my life is sort of that tedious that that is pretty much the most exciting moment <laughs> yeah. of my entire existence. Uh, should we? Should we talk about? Do you want to, I mean, obviously that game was a shower oh. for Tottenham last night, was it? In the Harry Kane applauding ten people who'd hung around because the yeah. tie had told them to I mean, leave. They couldn't even get that right. They said the well, players they put them in will the... come out and do a lap of honour and then the people, some people stick around and then they say, well, have a safe journey home and then they, a few of them have to come out, sort of rag bag of players have to come out with a, for the few people. I mean, really. I mean, And, and already a... they, they put them in the top tier, what, so they couldn't be close enough to the players to what yell about how much they how they felt about Daniel Levy or so the sponsors banners would still be there I mean you know the it's, most expensive ticket sticking him in the top I mean like, it's it's sort of beyond tin-eared now isn't it it's yeah. mad it's I mad. mean the, the first thing to say is what is the mindset of a team that plays on the front foot for 10 minutes 
feeding off the biggest partisan crowd they've played in front of for 15 months. They score a good goal against a team with nothing really to play for. So instead of building on that, um, they retreat into their shells again. They get passive and they let the opposition get back into the game. But, you know, players like Traore and Grealish, if you give them time on the ball, they'll get going. I, I thought McGinn, Traore and Grealish were just... Especially McGinn and Trier, I thought had brilliant games, and the Camber played well as well, didn't he? But look, Harry Kane's done this thing with Gary Neville, hasn't he? They're on a golf course. Harry Kane has a putter. Gary oh, yeah. Neville has a sand wedge. So clearly, Gary Neville's in the bunker as they're going towards the green, and they're having quite a long conversation about Harry. Well, Kane's it tells us, I mean, Gary um, Harry Kane is a better golfer than Gary. Absolutely Neville, right, yeah. and he does say. I'll have a good, honest conversation with the chairman. Ultimately, it's going to be down to me. And I was thinking this. I've just seen Lars Siversen tweet the same thing. Well, it isn't going to be down to him. I think they should do the decent thing. And if somebody has enough money, they should take the money. They should do it early and then plan again, get a manager, etc. But, yeah. you know, I, I think that's the right thing to do. But Daniel Levy doesn't necessarily act like that, it does he? It did remind me slightly that of... I woke up one Saturday morning to the cover of the Time Sport with Luka Modric saying... I've had a lovely time at Spurs. Thanks to everybody. The fans have been great. I've really enjoyed myself there. But I'd like to go to Chelsea now. <laughs> and I'm sure the chairman, who I get on very well with, will understand. Well, he had to stay for another year. And he didn't get that move to Chelsea. He obviously got a fairly decent move anyway to Real Madrid. But um, I think that there is a slight difference this time. I thought the attitude of the crowd last night, the fans, when he did that little lap of honour, mm. they know, we know what this situation is. That, that, that for, Because of the mismanagement of the, of the football side of the business, we can't live up to his expectations. This guy's the England captain. He's a world-class player. He's given us far more years than any other player had a right to do. A lot of players who didn't care about the club mm-hmm. would have been off yeah. two or three years ago. They would have seen the right... certainly would have been off... 18 months ago, they would have seen the writing on the wall that nothing was really going to change under this ownership. And it's got to that stage where the, almost the fans are saying, you know what, can't you stay and, you know, <laughs> can Harry Kane stay and Tottenham go? It's, we've got to that. This, the way this structure at the club is at the moment, you all clear off, the board, everybody else, Harry stay and we'll stay with you. It does feel a bit, it does feel a bit like that. And their reaction last night, I think, tells you that they kind of understand where he's at. And You've got to set him free. You've got well, to just let, set him free. Well, if you're going to get you're going to get an awful lot of money for him and then you've got a chance... The trouble is, my, my biggest fear is that I, all the signs show that, that Daniel Levy and the current structure... You know, it's a needs a lot of surgery, but are they people? To, are they the right people to oversee it? You well, know, they dig in and they don't sell them until two hours before the window closes. Then you that's, scramble that's around. The and other thing, that's yeah. all. So suddenly, that money comes in when you can't spend it. We've Mad seen panic this, for Will Grigg. Yeah, because he, he goes up in a cab to sign for Manchester City, but then goes and signs for Manchester United <laughs> instead. You know, it'll be one another yeah. one of those. If, look, if once you've made that decision, and I know he'll bargain hard, and he thinks he should leave it to the last minute until the 31st of August. But then that's money that a new manager can't work with those players, can't bed those players in that you'll generate from that. If you're going to sell him, sell him. It, because there is no point keeping him there to the last minute and not being able to use that money to get new players in or giving that manager the chance to work with the new I players. So. But I, I thought it was <clears> you know it's going to happen. Well, you know it's exactly yeah, what's going to happen because it's the same pattern every time. I liked his ambition, Kane, though. You know, I want to win trophies season in, season out. Fair enough. I want to score 50, 60, 70 goals a season. Yeah. 70? I mean, that would be quite... I mean, he would score a lot at City. Yeah, but I he'd score, I mean, he probably would score more than he did. Uh, I yeah. mean, there may be a lot of Tottenham fans saying, no, stuff it. He signed a contract. He's a pro. He earns a fortune. He's going to have to stay. But that wasn't the feeling you got 
from those 10,000 hardcore fans who no, were in there last I agree, night. I agree. Let him go. Their attitude may change when it when it's official. Their attitude. The only thing I would say is the timing of this. I mean, I thought you said that was Sonny's, probably Sonny's worst game for Tottenham last night. He looked, he just, I don't know, his touch was terrible. His passing was terrible. I think he was, he was pining. Barely he was pining I think he was. No, I think that, that he's had a chat with his mate. 24 hours before and knew that his strike partner was off. I think he's quite an emotional character. When, when our cat Sprog died, yeah. Willow pined and a vet said, smoke salmon. And then Willow was absolutely fine. So we just oh, need no, to get some if, smoked salmon I, for Hun Min Son. Should we get smoked salmon? Well, that's the title of today's podcast. <laughs> some smoked salmon for Hun Min Son. Honestly, you signing Willow, was, book, Willow was very sad about Sprog. And yeah. Then one, I think he was pining last night. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what Reglion was doing. <laughs> I know. I'm I don't know if, everybody's got their own way of pining. <laughs> and one is to shank, listen, in, shank in a spectacular uh, Just to be clear, goal. I am a man of the people. Yeah. We didn't often feed our cats smoked salmon. Yeah, it was right. normally, pushing it. normally whiskers. But Willow was absolutely fine the next day. So if Hyungmin's son is feeling a bit sad... Get yourself some uh, smoked yeah. salmon. But the timing of it is interesting. You know, the season hasn't finished yet. And I'm sure Liverpool fans are thinking, oh, yeah, thanks. Now, this thing comes out tomorrow, of course. I wonder if they're going to say it's a Gary Neville plot to put this full-length video out tomorrow where Harry Kane says, I want out. So Tottenham, who virtually down tools last night after a good 10-minute start. But what a great 10 um, minutes. Take the 10 minutes. That Berg wine shop was good. I, I mean, with respect, if Villa can nearly score six or seven against you, how many can, can Leicester nearly... I mean, Leicester could get nine. Liverpool might not go into the Champions League because of the amount of goals Leicester score against Tottenham on uh, Sunday. Seriously. I mean, no, I they're know. wide open. Yeah. I mean, you saw that defence. It was disastrous. So... Um, Liverpool fans, do not count your chickens because if we play like we did yesterday, it, it could be double figures. Here's a text afternoon, both. Is it wrong that it's my partner's birthday today? And the first thing that came into my head this morning from heavy sleep was the birthday spread. Yeah, it certainly I've tried was. to explain the tension to her, but she just doesn't get it. Hashtag she will never understand. I'll give it two I'll, years. I'll take your priorities. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, in the Daily Star. Uh, Wilson today, aggressive crows have been terrorising joggers by yeah. dive-bombing them in Portsmouth. Um, now, uh, the first thing I thought of was you, because you have experience of this. Yeah, I mean, Not no, in Portsmouth. I, not in Portsmouth. And, and yet again, there's this weary sense that when these stories happen in the north, they get ignored. Uh. But <laughs> I, I, th I think it was five, five years ago. It was around this time of year, so I, I, I would, I'm assuming it's something to do with nesting seasons, that maybe crows are more aggressive this time of year. Mm. Uh, but uh, anybody who's done the Great North Run, you may remember it's about a mile from the finish. You go down a very steep bank past the Mars and Inn and then turn left along the seafront. Well, I come from the other direction and I turn left up that bank and then turn left to go up the hill, up Lizard Lane. So you've got the quarry on your left and the sea beyond that. And crows nest in that quarry. And as I was going up this hill, and there's, there's a housing estate and then I think it's a horse riding school and a golf course. So you, there's the housing and then, then it becomes sort of open. As I got to that open bit, suddenly felt something clatter the back of my head. And I sort of thought some local kid had chucked something at me. That was what it felt like. It was a real sort of weighty clip. And I looked around and nobody about. So I, I keep running. And then I hear the wings. I hear this thing swooping down. And oh. so I see this, like, you know, a Nazgul, <laughs> this dark shape swooping out of the sky. Wow. And I feel the claws in the back of my head. God. And I'm sort of shouting and swearing and I'm, I'm, I'm lashing out with my hands. And I can see a bus stop. There's a brick bus stop. It's about 20 yards away. So I think if I can get there, it can't, it won't be able to get under. So I'm, I'm running, sort of ducked down, like thrashing at this thing. And it had a third swoop. And I go into this bus stop and there's, there was an old bloke there. It must have been, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s. 
And I remember him just looking at us going, oh, he doesn't like you, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Did the crow attack you again? Uh, have I made yeah. that up? I thought I thought the same crow had attacked in a restaurant you. in London, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then twice well, again on holiday in France. Yeah. Well, there, there, there are two two further instances. You're right. So I, I think it was um, about I don't know three or four weeks later in the same place, and it didn't actually attack me, but it swooped over me. A crow. I I can't say for sure it was the same one. <laughs> But then there's a very strange thing happened to me in Southwest London. This is probably only last year um, when I, I was on I was on a, a platform at a railway station, and suddenly this squirrel lands really awkwardly about a foot from my foot, <sighs> and it looks really dazed and startled and quite hurt. And then it eventually it scuttles off. And I look up, and there in the tree is a crow oh. looking at me. I think the crow had, had forced the squirrel off a branch to hit me. So I think, I think, you know, <laughs> I know this sounds... He's crow. using the squirrel as a yeah. weapon. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I know this sounds slightly bonkers, <laughs> but I, I think the word's gone out among crows. Yeah. Yeah, Wilson, he's not one of us. Go for him. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, um, thanks, we're, Wilson. We're, we'll get you back. We'll monitor some more crow attacks. Uh, Jonathan, thanks very much. Yeah, and just you know, to listeners, if you see a crow, be careful. They are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it sounds I know like we're it. laughing about it, but, you know, they, yeah. they left scars. They, yeah, it's scratching well, my head. They're big. They're fearsome-looking <laughs> birds. They've got sharp beaks. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, that's all wise well, I am. There. I am just laughing, though, Wilson. If you know. take nothing away from today's show, apart from that, well, that would be, be good. Uh, Jonathan, thank you. There we are. Cheers, thank you. Jonathan Wilson, they're attacked by crows. Anyone else has been attacked by a crow? Yeah, is it? I mean, if you had the same thing, this is one crow that clearly follows him around the country, occasionally <laughs> dropping squirrels and on his head. Now uses a squirrel as a grenade. Yeah, extraordinary. <laughs> Jonathan Wilson squirrel grenade. That's a, that's another possible. But uh, smoke salmon for human son. I think is going to be the title of today's podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Max Rushton here on Talk Sport. Wayne Marden joins us. Hawaii 501, of course, uh, golf commentator. Uh, golf? Uh, he is. It's an interesting choice. Dance I was surprised when Sky gave him the gig, but, yeah. you know, you and Murray wasn't doing the job, and so they went, they come got on, Wayne. Wayne. Darts uh, commentator, of course, and former uh, darts player, will be joining us to chat about his very entertaining new book, his second very entertaining new uh, book on the on the world of darts. He's, um, his first was Absolute Corker. This is, it's, um, it's funny, self-deprecating, but it's informative. There we are. Put that on the cover. Sounds a bit do. dull, but that's what it is. Um, uh, CJ says, listening to this fellow, Jonathan Wilson, being targeted by crows on Hawksby <laughs> and Jacobs, including a crow using a poor, unsuspecting squirrel as ammunition, is the best five minutes of radio I've ever heard. Give the people what they want. Not a crow, but a seagull attacked me in Bath, made off with my sausage bap. Oh, the and, seagulls uh, there. You know Jill like. says, when I was eight, I got attacked by a magpie as I had a silver scrunchie in my hair. It was the 80s, she says. Yes. But I, I couldn't remove it, and it got its claws stuck in my hair. I panicked, flat wildly, grabbing my head it got free taking a big chunk of my hair and the scrunchie but it's not Wilson is not unique when you see someone tucking into a bag of chips or a burger or or a sausage bat in this case uh, on a pier at the seaside do you not you should say you know that seagull's gonna have that out of your hand mate Mm. I mean you, you feel like you should say something it's just it's 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 a dog. They're dangerous. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why people still do it. Anyway, let's head to Bulgaria now. And uh, of talking, course, we've been talking about Tottenham needing a big turnover of players. Imagine having an overhaul squad, um, moving thirty players on, and bringing bringing nineteen in. 
Well, um, there's one man who can do it. Yeah, Warren Feeney has has uh, one promotion for uh, FC Perrin in uh, Bulgaria. He's the former Northern Ireland strike, and he joins us now. Good afternoon, Warren. Good afternoon. You okay? Good. Yeah. Congratulations. Many congratulations. You said we promotion. said we'd get you on if you if you did it. We'd have got you on anyway, Warren, to commiserate. But you you've done it. Congratulations. Yeah, we uh, we're, we're delighted to be fair. We've done it with three games to go, and then we're wrapped uh, with the league title up with two games to go. So, uh, yeah, I'm on, to be fair, I'm only recovering because you know the Bulgarians can party, but I don't think they realise how the the British can either. You know, so uh, I'm just recovering. <laughs> so you say so you did have to do it, then you had to move a lot of players on, bring a whole new bunch of players in in a market that you probably didn't know that well. I mean, that that must have taken some doing. Yeah, it was. Look, I come over for a week and I had a look. There was 27 players running around. And the times they trained that, I just couldn't get. There was 7 o'clock one night, 2 o'clock the next day, 5 o'clock. And I'm sitting going, this isn't for me. But I looked at the calibre of the player and I thought, I need to go uh, quality over quantity. So my first week, I got rid of seven players. And then over the next six, seven months, I got rid of I brought some in, actually. <laughs> to do a job for me and then got rid of them so I got rid of 30 and and uh, you know but uh, as I said you got to be ruthless but I brought in the right characters players who you know who had played played abroad two played in England um, they're actually Bulgarian and uh, very very good players and then I looked around the players who had been in the top league or going for promotion but obviously done a lot of homework and made a lot of contacts over here and uh, you know the hardest thing was getting them into my methods but the players who played in England knew totally my, my fitness levels, what they expect. And, you know, I built a pre-season around 50-plus games, what I was used to, not the 30 games they're used to in, uh, in Bulgaria. And it worked, touch wood, it worked. It was a bit touch and go at one time, Warren, wasn't it, early doors? Because the crowd were a bit restless. They were thinking, oh, we'd done the right thing here, getting this uh, Irish fella this in. Fancy foreign coach. Yeah, and so uh, I, there was a bit of that, but, you you uh, you know, with results and everything else, you, you turned them round. Yes, no, no. You know what? I still get it to be fair because they just they like they don't like a change. They like the local, you know, Bulgaria the way we do it. And I just thought, you know, and the good thing was I don't do social media, but probably I couldn't understand. I can understand a little bit and speak it, but the language and I didn't buy into it. Don't get me wrong. There was uh, times where you know the they didn't see the what I was trying to do, and I said it would take time, but I'm not. One of them to let anyone affect me. I don't, you know, I believe in what I was doing. And, you know, they had a, they had a flag in Northern Ireland at the last game. Oh, uh, brilliant. With an appreciation. So, as I say to you, look, it's, it's good. But now the hard work starts now for um, what will be a very, uh, very good season next year. And one that's if Alan Pardew, Mr. Pardew's still there, I've told him already I would like an expensive bottle of wine because they just won yeah. the cup last night. <laughs> I, I He's do like, CSKA, he is, isn't he? Yeah. I, I do like the idea that, you, you know, if you're going to get dogs abuse on social media, just say, well, look, it's in Bulgaria and I haven't got a clue. Like, <laughs> if you could be saying anything, it could, all be, it could be love letters for it all I be. know. Yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't followed this story, you know, in uh, your career re- religiously, Warren, how the hell do you end up there? You know what, I, I got, uh, as they say, when I was in England, um, I always based in honesty. And um, I got to the point where I just couldn't stick the, the stuff that goes on in England sometimes in the coaching. And I went, look, I'm going to move back to Northern Ireland, move my family. And, and you know, it's just, I, I don't like it. It goes on, but I just don't accept it. I'd rather people be honest and have followers, but I don't hold grudges. And 
So I come back home, got a phone call and said, look, would you like to go to Bulgaria? And I went, Bulgaria? And I went, what? <laughs> and I went, look, I'll not say uh, no. And I was out here with Luton with Mike Newell in 2005 and we were in the championship. And um, it's a big, big difference. But I come out, I've got a fantastic owner um, who's based in America, uh, Paul, and he, he's American-Russian. And um, he, uh, yeah, look, people think that he's financed it, lots of money, but we haven't. You know what I mean? It's Yes, he's got Emirates wealth and he owns and builds properties, but it's not what it is. You know, our budget was probably two or three in our league. It's just that, you know, I brought in quality and spent the money in the right areas where I needed to. And uh, as the stadium, look, we've got the rewards, and, and now we're up with the big hitters, and and one that um, I'm looking forward to. You know, he's already rang me twice, um, the boss, and I've had to I've had to cut him off today because I've been on other phone calls, and uh, so I'll be uh, I'll be back on to him now, looking for an extra few quid to get a few more players in. Yeah, well, what what difference does it mean to the club being in the top division? Is there a massive? I mean, is there a massive leap between the second division yeah. in Bulgaria and the top division? Um, th- th- there is, and obviously you're in with the CSK, the Ludogorets, and I think Ludogorets' budget's somewhere between 22 to 25 million euros. Mm. Um, CSK's is, is the same, Levski's, and you know we're in, we're in. Don't get me wrong, it's probably harder in our league that we were in, but when you go up there, you've got it's a lot more open. You know the teams want to play, play football. You've a lot. I think, I think the top four teams, um, 60, 70 percent of them are all foreigners outside Bulgaria. Um, with Brazilians, Portuguese, Dutch, so you know you're going into a league that uh, will be totally different, but one that you know it's massive for the club. Um, you know the fans was a sellout the other night whenever we lifted the trophy, and and one that look, I'm, you know me, where I'm from, not I don't fear anything, and one that I'm looking forward to. Mm. You know, Harry Kane could be uh, on the market if you're looking for a striker. You know what? I could say to the boss, go and get this guy. And he would say, no disrespect to the boss, as he's into the American football. He would think you've actually a chance of getting him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I mean, Harry said, you know, he wants a challenge. <laughs> you know what? For me, uh, I would tell my boys and the young boys in the club, for me, he's a phenomenal striker. You know, mm. he's. He's like the old Alan Shearer, and being honest, but also he can drop in those areas. But what I love about him, he gets across the front post. It's very, very hard to see strikers now get across the front post. Yeah. Um, and and you know what? I'm not a Spurs fan, but look, he's been very loyal to Tottenham, um, and I'm sure he wants to go and win things. Top players want to go and win things, and look, no disrespect to them, but he obviously sees that now is the time that he wants to go and try something else. You know. You should yeah, just say like he, he doesn't. He's not going to fit into the style. It's not Feeney ball. He doesn't fit yeah. into that style he of football. He's, he's not going to work for me. Not your kind of player. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, he's not man. I've got a striker who scored eighteen goals this season. So you've got a chance, Jeff Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Warren. Well done, mate. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. There we are, Warren Feeney. There over in Bulgaria, getting Pirin promoted into the top yeah, division. Good Takes for on him. Alan Pardew now. Yeah. Here is a, a text. Sorry, Paul. Regarding the seagull, I was in Bath, about thirty miles from the nearest coastal pier. How much further should I go to be safe next time? So, oh yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you're not safe anywhere, but that's the inland seagull. He's even bolder. Yeah, but they the, are the, the boldest. urban I mean, seagull. Brighton Pier. I mean, you know, don't eat chips yeah. on Brighton Pier. Yeah. Just ask him for trouble. You know, they're a law unto themselves, aren't they? They're the size of a of a, of a, a small, small boy. car. I mean, they are. I mean, they're enormous, aren't they? They're fearsome-looking creatures. It's true. We've let them yes. get bolder. Hitchcock was right. The crows, the seagull, I don't mm. know what the answer is, but we're watching watching this bird life get bolder. Oh, I don't know why that is. I blame are. the government.
Uh, well, my producer tells me quite loudly in my ear, we now need a golf update with Sean O'Brien. Oh, okay. So let, let's cut off all of this crow chat. Uh, well, maybe, well, Sean, Sean, you ever been attacked by a large bird? Uh, I'm afraid not. Uh, okay. I hear they're quite dangerous, though. I've been yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> talking of eagles... Oh, very good. Oh, forget it. Uh, what's happening in the golf? Uh, this isn't your first rodeo, is it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Max Rushton, birthday spread coming up in the final hour. Now, I'm not blowing smoke up his backside because we've said this plenty of times on the show. When Andy and I are asked about great sporting autobiographies, we often mention Wayne Mardle's book, Hawaii Five-0. On 2006, he wrote it. And it was a great read because it really gave you an insight into what life was like uh, as a, a, a jobbing darts player travelling around the country, the, the cheap hotels, uh, the exhibitions... Um, and it, some of that insight uh, remains, or a lot of it, in fact, uh, and has been added to by Wayne in his new book, Slinging Arrows, How Not to Be a Professional Darts Player, and he joins us now. Good afternoon, Wayne. Hello, fellas. How are you doing? Yeah, good. good. You've done it again because, again, reading the book, it's, there's an awful lot of stuff that you don't know. That's all you ever want to find out. What, what you often think, well, what's it like being a darts player? You know, what's it like? And I think you kind of cover. There's very few things in here that you don't really cover, telling the story of what it's like to be on the road uh, and playing as a pro. Yeah, I've kind of tried to uh, put across what it's like behind the scenes and what, what a few of the players are like and the pitfalls, the things to, to look out for and what not to look out for. That's why it's called uh, Sling Arrows, how not to be a professional darts player because I've come across a, a load of times, whether it's been uh, you've done a job and you've not been paid for it because the, the, the contract was a bit iffy, or I've, I've sworn on uh, numerous of times in front of camera. <laughs> uh, there's one, if you want to have a look on YouTube, it was, it's called Why Wasn't I Told? Basically, uh, I, I go into uh, an array of expletives. It's, it's amazing how many you actually know. Uh, it's an, it's, <laughs> and it's amazing how many you can actually fit in in the space of about 30 seconds. And I, I go through kind of the, the money that the players will earn now and what, what we earned back in the day, mm. the legends of the game like like Eric and Bobby and how their Bobby George and how their legacy kind of lives on, uh, the travel, of course, and, and, and booze, how uh, that's played a, a part in, in the sport, health, uh, and should I say that the, to the detriment of our health, and, and fitness, as in the, the lack of it. I've tried to cover bases that people really haven't spoke about in darts in depth. So I'm hoping that uh, the, the viewer, well, the reader and the listener, because it's on audiobook as well, uh, I hope they enjoy it. Hmm. I, I, I've written the word booze amongst the sort of top three questions I wanted to ask Wayne because I, I was doing some filming at Ali Pali and I went into the, you know, where the darts <laughs> players warm up and it was like yeah. sort of the day after a house party when you're 17. There was a sort of like an empty <laughs> bottle of Malibu and two half bottles of, you know, some pretty strong yeah. drinks in there and it yeah. sort of blew my mind. I sort of, I'd heard those rumours yeah. but I didn't think that really, you know, the elite of the elite are up there having had a skin but for You used to have, I remember, I, I saw you, Wayne, at the Worlds one year and you, you were telling me every and I think Eric and others had said the thing every because it's a, effectively a pub game and you learnt the skills playing uh, in the pubs you all had a level you all had it wasn't yours like a couple yeah. of glasses of white wine that got you perfect if you had three you were no good if you had one you were no but you just you all knew your level yeah it's it's dying out the last two or three years it's it look they're playing for millions now they're, hmm. they're not playing for like I was when it was like 
30 quid and a Pontins voucher. It's a bit different <laughs> to that now. But the it's, it still goes on. And uh, I'm not going to brush it under the carpet and say that, that none of the top players uh, drink, but it really is a, a relaxant. It makes you it makes you less inhibited, and that's absolute fact. And I I've kind of uh, spoken about that in the book and the, the pitfalls, the perils of it. And mm. play, players need to know that if they want longevity, uh, they've got to watch themselves because, to the detriment of their health and and everything else, it's it's not good. It's really not good. But yeah, Max, when when you when you come into the the uh, the players' room. It, it used to be a lot more frightening than that. Let me tell you. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, it just really, it really did surprise me. One other thing I really love in this book is is you talk about you know getting an email address and then just firing off emails to Rolex and Adidas and anyone else you could think of saying I'm quite good at darts. Will you give me some money? Yeah, well, there was always a point when you're you're on your way up and you kind of know you're going to get there because you're already making huge strides and I, I, I had very little sponsorship and I, it's not that I kind of didn't fancy my own chances uh, paying for travel, whether it to be to, to Vegas or Canada or, or Singapore, wherever we were going, uh, didn't fancy paying out my own pocket. It was, I'd rather spend someone else's money doing that. <laughs> and I, I just, do you know what? I, I just tried my luck. I wanted these, these big, call it blue chip conglomerates coming in. And unfortunately, darts is still not still not uh, getting hold of these these huge sponsors. We had one interested a couple of years ago, uh, SAP, who you might recognise. They've they've sponsored Ernie Els since the year dot. He's mm. always had SAP on on his hat, and uh, they they were really making strides. But then the clientele changed within the the company, and they've they've taken a back seat. But these big ones, these big hitters of the of the business world. Deal. We still need to get them involved in darts because, mm. you know, guys, it's a massive sport now, isn't it? It, it? it derives from the pub. We know that. But it's it's becoming something far, far attached from that. Yeah. You, you used to be asked the questions after, a, a, say, a defeat or a win from the from ex-players and stuff. And uh, you're now asking some of the questions and you you, you tell a little tale of, uh, of Phil the power, don't you, really, when you put – he took exception didn't he? It's something you, uh, a question you asked yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, if you was to say to Phil, hi, Phil, how are you? He could take exception to that. So <laughs> let, let me, let me, <laughs> hello, hello, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, yeah, I, I was, I had my punditry hat on working for Sky Sports, as you know, and uh, I just basically said, Phil, you, you've looked really cool, calm, composed, and, and you've played some decent stuff, but but Kevin Painter riled you, and, and you were out playing him at the time. Why was that? And he just felt the need to become slightly aggressive. <laughs> and I'm thinking, don't swear at me, pal. But in my ear, what you don't know is that uh, my director was saying, right, just leave it. Just leave it. And I'm thinking, I can't leave this. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of, no, Phil, I'm just asking you a question. Leave it, Wayne. Leave it. No, right, <laughs> Phil, I'm asking you a question. And honestly, it was actually quite funny because at one point, as he stood up to leave, I'm thinking, is he going to punch me? That would be quite funny. <laughs> and in my own mind, in my own mind, it's like, go on, punch me. I'll take you to the cleaners, Phil. I'll take for everything you got. But look, now I've got that uh, that position with 
with uh, Sky Sports being pu- uh, punditry and commentary. I now have no current darting friends. Let me <laughs> <tell you. laughs> but no, it's, it really it, is quite funny. Yeah, it is great fun. As I said, there's some brilliant, even down to the amount of travelling you've done over the years. You've even got your your favourite uh, motorway services you oh. have to put in there. So we'll T- is it T Bay? It's always T Bay. You, you want to give us your number one? No. We won't give them all away. Ah, oh, Peterborough. Really? On, wow. on the A1. Really? Wow. See, this what, is, what sets this it is apart? how things have changed. Well, I'll tell you what sets it apart. First off, the A1 have done away with about 93 roundabouts. Yeah. So that's a, that's the first positive. <laughs> well, they've done away with a lot of little <laughs> chefs and turned them into quite specialist shops these days, Wayne, haven't they? I don't know if you yeah. you stop off quite as much as you did for the Olympic breakfast as the they've become <laughs> they've become other sorts of shops, <laughs> right, haven't see. they, really? They seem to have bought a job, a yeah. lot of them. Yeah, that's right. But uh, what also sets it apart, once I get to, to the actual services, is that the M1's always busier than, than the A1, and they run parallel to each other. Mm. But the sheer layout and comfort of Peterborough services, mm. whatever you want, whatever you want, you will get in there. You, wow. will, get, you will get a steak to, to, to noodles. You'll get, wow. you'll get a, a fatty burger to, to what's not a fatty burger, if that even exists. There's a Waitrose <laughs> in there. There's... There's all sorts, but the seating—it's not this this plastic stuff that that makes you uncomfortable <laughs> in minutes. They don't want you out. They don't want you out. They want you comfortable spending money. And do you know what? I I, I even go up the A1 even when I'm going west, and, and it's so good. It's so good. The <laughs> only way to Truro to go and get brilliant. Well, look, Wayne, it's a Cheers, lot of Wayne. fun. All the best with the book. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Uh, Wayne Milder's book, Slinging Arrows, How Not to Be a Professional Dance Player. It's a romp. It's really, really good. It's very funny, and we highly recommend it. Not all the, his fellow pros, as he said, will particularly thank him for some of the stuff, but it's it's a really brilliant read, as the last book was. So uh, And so there we are, Peterborough. I'm going to go and check it out. Now, Peterborough well, services. I don't go to Peterborough, you know, mainly it's, for Adrian Durham like reasons. Exactly. He sound yeah. like cheers, didn't he? Brilliant. Half Any- empty bottles of Malibu, says Michael. Some pretty strong drinks. Is this the most middle-class thing Max has said on air? <laughs> oh, that's a tough line. <laughs> that's the bar true, is yeah, high yeah. for that. Do a top ten easy. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. I think we can squeeze in one quick animal attack. Wasn't there one that, that took your eye? Oh, well, Mark in Sheffield, not quite an attack, but hi, no. Paul and Max. Many years ago, I was golfing with my old man, who was a big smoker. As he went on the tee mid-round, he took a deep drag and flicked his cigarette to the side. As he was about to hit his shot, a magpie attracted to the glowing cigarette end flew down, picked up the cigarette, flew into the tree behind us. It was cartoon-like, looking at this magpie with a lit cigarette in its mouth. Eventually <laughs> flew off, fag still in his mouth, just smoking away, a golfing memory with the old man. Thanks, Mark. I mentioned earlier on, you see people wandering down Brighton Pier or other piers are mm. available with a bag of chips or a, a, you know, sausage or whatever, and you think, they not know about seagulls. And I'm Surely people warn them. Stu says, I live in Brighton. We never warn uh, out-of-towners about the seagulls. Far too entertaining to watch the tourists have their chips, donuts and ice cream violated. When in Rome, keep your sausage bat tucked down aside. <laughs> Steve says, talking of big birds, this thing tried to steal my pint in Gosport a few years ago. It sent me an enormous picture. I mean, is that a, 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 a gull of a pint as yeah. well? I know, that's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, I'd let him have it if I was you. Fair He's enough. enormous, isn't yeah. he? Anyway, um, keep those coming. Uh, bird attacks mainly. We don't need not more than that. Although we've got a giraffe coming up. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Just to say that right in front of me, Paul ran out of the studio and he's come back and he's he's just taken a pill of some sort. Is that a birthday pill? What is this? Do you need a drug test afterwards? It's, um, I can, I'll give you, yeah, blood or urine, whatever you want. Okay. Um, it's a, EPO? It's called paracetamol. Oh, right. I was getting your excuses in early. I have are a, we? I have Here a, we go. I have a cold. Uh, I need I'm to bang on about fight it. Off. Yeah, well, I've, you know, I've mentioned it <laughs> twice in about five days. <laughs> So, um, oh, Bants, pre, pre-tournament Bants. <laughs> CJ says, if my calculations are right, Max could level the birthday spread series just in time for the start of the 21-22 Premier League season. And if that's not the sort of sporting excellence you want to see you through the summer months, I don't know what is. Forget the Euros, the comeback is on. Well, let's find out. Um, <laughs> ten birthdays, uh, we've both got to guess the ages. Andy Jacobs has worked out the birthdays. He's got the gags to go with them. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, boys. And uh, see, we now follow the moose, which is uh, a shame, because I like winding him up by overrunning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, he, he, I like that too, Andy. He changed his slot. <laughs> um, and Jeff Peters is our official scorer. Good afternoon, Jeff. Oh, there funny? we go. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's got the uh, FA Cup in the office, I can see. He's balancing the plinth on his head. Yeah. Can, he? can I just say um, thank you to Andy yeah. in particular for his very uh, gracious message on, on Saturday night. That mm. was uh, very kind. Obviously, they got the revenge on Tuesday. but <laughs> very um, unusual but as well. That, no, that was, that was very kind <laughs> of you, Andy. Thank yeah. you. It was an amazing okay, no day problem, and I've got, I've got my voice back. Uh, Stuart sure. says, come on, Max. I've told the boss I've got a flat tyre so I can pull over and listen. Hashtag 17.3. And Max says, do it for Wes Houlihan. It is Wes Houlihan's birthday today. So there Brilliant. we are. Happy birthday, Happy Wes birthday, Houl- Wes. 38, 39, don't know. Wessie. Okay, let's do it then. Max, because um, uh, your loser kicks off, so yeah. you'll kick yeah. off okay. today. Yeah. Take it away. Yes, and the first b- birthday, uh, Where's believe Pelé? it or not, I don't know how Pelé? he is. Pelé's going. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's going. Yeah. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> really, honestly. Have some decorum. Anyway, uh, the first birthday today mm-hmm. is, I don't even know how he's in this, certainly not more famous than any of us. It's talk radio presenter James Max. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I know. For the past 19 weeks, James I saw him, has played yes. he was a in city. the building, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, he works for Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. For the past 19 weeks, uh, James has played a silly little parlour game with a big Spurs fan who most weeks absolutely thrashes him. Yes, Max is losing 17 <laughs> too. <laughs> James Max. Is he the lad who was in The Apprentice about 100 years ago? Is that what I'm thinking of? Anyway, I yes. just shouldn't give you any clues. Square, square head. Uh, square head. <laughs> bit harsh. <laughs> All right, there we go. Well, not really. Um, <laughs> it's a bit late now, Andy. He said it. Uh, I think James Max <laughs> is about 51. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. Although, unless Andy had told you it was, you could have guessed quite wildly there. So I think he gave you a bit of a leg up. Um, I'd say he's probably similar. Yeah, I'd say he's 50. 5-0 blind 50. Happy birthday to him. What is he? A fine start by both of you. He's 51. Oh, OK. So... Um, it's it's a direct hit for Max. What yeah. a great start. It's Paul 1, Max 0. OK. OK. okay. Co- happy co- coattails. Coattails. Right? Yeah, here we go. Of course. Happy birthday to the great actor Tim Roth. Tim yeah. Roth. And for life tips, I always swear by Tim's advice manual for blokes, the Rothman's Guide. Oh, it's very good, yeah. Good, good, he's one of those yes. guys that look, still looks very young, but he's probably older than he looks because he's been in the business for a long time. So I'd say he's 54. What would you say he is? Would you go a bit I'd, younger I'd, than that? Well, no, I'd written a, I'd written a bit older than that, <laughs> actually. But I... I, I, I <laughs> what? No, that's right. I'm just looking at Max. I just thought... Because he does look very young, doesn't he? <laughs> Getting in his head. <laughs> you I think, think he's about... I'm going to say 57. OK. What is he? He's 60, actually. No. A lot older than he looks, yeah. Wow, I'd written say. 62, but... Playing it well, OK, fair enough. What's that, what's that done the scores? Paul 7, Max 3. Okay, Paul. Focus here, Max. Come on. Yeah, okay. Okay. This is. Yeah. I should tell the listeners you've just. This is the margin of errors. We're getting these wrong so many years. The ones we get wrong, and then that builds up. And the one with the shortest margin of errors. The they don't understand the game. No There's not a lot of hope yeah. for them. Honestly, is there? what was the point of that? <laughs> you got, really? got to spoon feed people now. And again. <laughs> yeah, oh I believe. I believe. In, I believe in the audience. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. It's ridiculous. Okay, it's the singer and songwriter. A birthday, Andrew by the way. I'm sorry, birthday, by the way, is the day you were born. Just to clear that up for you. <laughs> Andrea Cor. We shouldn't gang up on him. We sh- Andy, we shouldn't gang up on him. No, no, no he doesn't I'm, like I'm it. I'm going to touch bullied at the moment. That's all I can He's going to take you out on me tomorrow. <laughs> <I wouldn't mind>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on the beach tomorrow. Andrea Cor. Is it me? Andrea Cor, the singer and songwriter. Andrea Cor. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Andrea Cor, yes. <laughs> What's going on? When I was driving a minicab, oh, yeah. I dropped John John Lydon off by our house. Yes, it was rotten to the core. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Yeah. Well, the cause, right. The cause, yeah. The cause. Remember they're the troops in the Second World War? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Andrea Cor is 47. Yeah, I'll go 48. 47? Max, have you had a sneak preview of my list? <laughs> no, I haven't at all. I promise. It. Not smelling ridiculous. a rat. You're not even no, a good cheat, too. Max. He's been, I, I, get them all, I get them all right. Not even he, a good cheat. Two direct hits for Max in the first three. Not very he's, been, he's been reading the Times. It's yeah. just going to be worse uh, when so I lose. Too, it, it's Paul 8, Max 3. It's just, it's a hollow okay. victory, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're cheating nobody but yourself and the listeners. <laughs> do, do you think I could sleep at night if I cheated at the birthday? No. 
no, spread. No, in fact, is he couldn't, so we know he's not cheating. Hang okay. on, hang on. Drive starts no. at four, remember. Oh, we okay. go. Keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Go on, then. That's yeah, right, a good point. Happy birthday to the great former gymnast, Olga Corbett. Oh, Olga yeah. Corbett. And not a lot of people know, but after Olga retired from gymnastics, she formed a comedy sketch <laughs> duo with Olga Barker, the two Olgas. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the two Olgas. Yeah, oh, good wow. I mean, there was a joke in there somewhere, wasn't there? Yes. <laughs> Olga Corbett, 65. 66. Oh, she's 66. I'm not happy with this at all. <laughs> Something's going on here. Yeah, this is, uh, it's a bit smelly. Yes. Yeah, there's some, is, something got um... three direct hits out of four for Max. <laughs> um, although, 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 to be fair, he does do the often the one either side. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so Paul it? is on nine and Cynical. Max is on three I'm after four. It's an incredibly tight game. Still Brilliant gonna, guessing. I'm, look, I'm still have no confidence, even though I've got three direct hits out of four. Let's <laughs> see. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, a very happy birthday to the chief executive of United Business Media from 60, 96 rather to 2005, Lord Clive Hollick. Lord Clive Hollick. And uh, one of his siblings was a boxer, and the other siblings used to attend the, usually attended the weigh-in, which was always disputed by the Hollicks. He ain't heavy, he's my brother. Thank you. He ain't heavy. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, if I get this right, then, if I get this right, then I'll happily, <laughs> even though I'm not, I will admit to cheating. Okay. Uh, yeah. He is 85. Okay, I'd say he's a bit younger, 77. <sighs> 76. It's oh. all back on. Had you heard of him? No, I'd never heard of him, no. I'm just thinking of his years and the name Clive. I'm thinking, Harold would have bloke, would he be in his 80s? He could have been. Clive of India. Name of Clive. Well, it's I ridiculous. don't know. Yeah, anyway. Well, it well, worked for you. Well, well I've done. Got, I've got a system which doesn't involve me reading them <laughs> out of the paper. <laughs> so, okay, it's now Paul in the lead. 10 oh, to Max's 12 at the halfway point. Wow. 10 to 12. Okay, oh. fair enough. Okay. Uh, very happy birthday to the actress or actor Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger. Yes, yeah, yeah. so her whole family has found work hard to come by in the pandemic. Nobody uses wingers anymore. Oh, I think oh, that's a shame. Yeah, we had Pat Nevin on yesterday. He was a big fan. Mm -hmm. and so, um, do you know who Deborah Winger is, Max? No, not really. Do you, would you have known who she was? Nah. Oh, that is. Heard the name. Okay. Mm, um, I'm going to say I can't picture her either. No. Um, 68. 69. 66. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I was so... Why didn't I, Deborah Winger fall for you? It could have been a game-changer. Yeah. What would you have you said if you had the first guess? I don't know. It doesn't matter. That doesn't even near the material. <laughs> What's the score? It's like when Jeff? they play the end of Deal or No Deal after you. I've yeah. taken the money, Noel. I don't want to carry on now. That's you carry. True. You make a different TV show. <laughs> okay. We are through six rounds, yeah. uh, and scoring is incredibly low. Paul, 12. Max, 15. Okay. Oh, come on, Here we go. Ooh, it's tight. Marcus. It's very tight. Okay, it's the singer and songwriter. I can't say I've ever heard of him well i have really dick gorn dick gorn and uh, even with my terrible memory where this joke's going <laughs> yes. it's not a unit with gang, my, is it? no no even with my terrible memory i never <laughs> even with my terrible memory i never have a problem remembering his entire back cock <laughs> back, back catalogue is what you're looking for. Yeah, that was the word I was searching for. Yeah. Bit oh, like my career. Gone but not forgotten. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, I wasn't expecting Andy to be so just go lowest common denominator. But no. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, okay. Dick Gorm. Dick Gorm. This could be a this could be a problem, everybody. Yeah. 
Dick Gorm is Gorm. 80. Not Gorm, Gorn. Well, either way, he's Gorm. 80. He's 80. That's a really good guess, Thanks. actually. Don't patronise me. No, it is a good guess. <laughs> I would have said something very similar. Um, 78. 73. Oh, sorry, Dick, if you're listening. Sorry, Dick. Uh, it was so it, a forerunner to... Uh, you're, you're sorry. <laughs> forerunner to Where's Wally? Where's Dick Gorn? That's what it was called. So that, <laughs> and, the scores? Andy's gag took about a minute there. Gorn in 60 seconds. Oh, uh, right, oh, it's, no. uh, well it's, it's Paul 17, Max 22. Five in it, three to play. OK, OK. 17, okay. 22. Here Could we go. Been worse, uh, yes, he's the astronomer from the... Or the Astronomer Royal for Scotland from 1980 to 1990. Professor Malcolm Longair. <laughs> he grew up with Cilla Black. I don't know if you know that. He even went out with her for a while. He was a long hair lover from Liverpool. Very good. <laughs> Very good. You say 1980 to 1990, he did it? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was just 14. The years. Wow, yeah. And, wow, he's got to be getting on, hasn't he? You'd think. Um, 91. 88. This could be a biggie, this. 80, he's only 80. Wow. wow. Not young okay. when he did it. Mm. Yeah, young lad. So there's now now only two in it. So it's Paul twenty eight, Max thirty. So two in it. What a game! Someone's going to go for it. Someone's going to go for it. Here we go, number nine. Okay, the songwriter Nicky Chin. Nicky Chin, and uh, my best mate. We were always arguing about the merits of his songs, which I really like. When it turned into an ugly fight, I had to knock him clean out. I love a bit chin music. (laughs) Nicky Chin. Nicky Chin. Yeah. Didn't he play for Coventry? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. You've got to have a system. Nicky Chin, Mickey Jin, haven't you? That's Jin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how old is Mickey Jin? And then add 10. That's where I'm... <laughs> is, that, is that you using the Mickey Jin <laughs> that method? That is, I, I, mean, I use the Mickey Jin method with most birthdays, and I'm, I'm 17 2 down. Uh, 61. I think he's a bit older than that. He was songwriter. Chin and Chapman, famous songwriting oh, duo. Well, here we I go. could be wrong. <laughs> I'd say this is ridiculous. I'd probably say he's about 81. No, he's 76. Oh, OK. Well, it, it doesn't, not bad. Not uh, yeah, bad. So it could so, have been worse, but still. What's that done? To, sorry, Nicky, if you're listening. What's so that done to the scores? Paul is five out. Mm. Max is 15 out. Oh, could Nicky be critical. Oh, critical. Paul, could be. 33. Max, 45. There's 12 in it. 12 One in it. to oh, go. OK. Right. okay. Uh, Paul's uh, best first. friend who he's having dinner first. with tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Very, very happy birthday to the theologian... It's easy for me to say. Professor Morna Hooker. Be careful. And, uh, no, no. Yes, I don't know if you heard her on Breakfast with Alan the other day. And a very good morning to the theologian. Morna Hooker. Morning, Morna. Yes, it's <laughs> Bob's health now. Yeah, Bob's health. What about Bob's health now? <laughs> there we are. I, I, I wouldn't know. What, what, theologian Morna Hooker. Wow, that's a yeah. toughie. Do you know yep. her, Max? Was she? Did One of my favourite theologians. Did you? Did she? You ever meet her in halls? Did you ever kind of? Did she never? She never taught you or anything? You didn't do no, theology, no, did you? No, I didn't do theology. No modern history. No one. No one. You know, mm-hmm. godless as you would cheat like that. No. So, um, I'd say Morna Hooker. Blimey, eighty-six. Go okay. on, Max. Go okay. for it. This could be the moment. <laughs> I'm gonna go lower. I just need to do the maths now. How many out am I? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. So I need to go seventy-six, seventy-three, don't I, to to win. Is that right? 73. Yeah. Could have a Sean Pollock situation on our hands, couldn't we? 73. Well, that's a very interesting uh, guess because, unfortunately, Professor Morna Hooker is 90. 
What's that, what's that oh, done to the scores, Jeff? Lorna Hooker, she looks so young. She did, she, yeah. <laughs> I was convinced I'd got it, but hey, well done, Paul. Final, how, you've, how you've done that with Lorna Hooker. She could have been 50. Uh, 37 to Paul, yeah. 62 to Max. I don't think the, that reflects the game. No, yeah. it was a brilliant no, game, doesn't. brilliant low-scoring game, game until the last uh, two or three gonna rounds. going to have to take it on the chin, Max. Oh, OK, all right, mate. All right. <laughs> that didn't deserve that, you two. 18-2 to Paul in yeah. the standings. Well, what a game. Three well, direct well, hits in well, the first score. Game. Yeah, you were, that was brilliant. That oh, was a good game. God. And then... And then you forgot the other ones you tried to remember. So, <laughs> oh, right. Um, oh, I see. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Jeff. Speak to you next week. Cheers, guys. Andy, yep. see you tomorrow. Thank see you very much. Yeah, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. What a birthday spread, Max, that was. I, th- I think the final score... It know, didn't really sum up the game, I don't think it? it did. I think... But... Nicky Chin, you know. The issue is, you know more people. Yeah, and there's I, I nothing we can't get away gonna, with that. that is always going to help me, isn't it? It really it is always it's such an important They were part. a famous songwriting duo of the late 60s, early 70s. Oh, you see, and I that, wasn't alive. And then there's a picture of him here that Jeff Peters has sent saying, chin up, Max. Well, see, it's never it going to stop, is it? It's just, it's just too handy for puns. Seems unkind. Anyway, you'll live to fight another day. Well, I hope so, you know. But anyway, thanks for having me, yep, everybody. Uh, I'll see you. You're back on Tuesday, but you're here on... Saturday with Charlie. And Sunday with Barry. Sunday with Barry. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, if you can listen tomorrow for me and Andy, great. If not, the podcast will be available around five. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.